0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 30 of the In the 11 podcast hosted by myself, Brendan Griffiths, an aspiring footballer over here in Denmark, kind of documenting my story and my journey and, and sharing that with all of you, the listeners out there. Today, we have another guest with us on today, keeping in the theme of guests as of late, she is the first guest i've ever had on the show and by far my favorite guest to to hop on the mic with me uh my mom is back on the podcast today and we're going to talk all sorts of things about you know what it's like now having the dream really be lived in real life versus us on our last episode kind of kind of talking about it in a hypothetical sense so Lots to get into today. Okay, well. All right. So, Mom, how are we doing?
1: Doing pretty good. It's earlier in the morning here, I know, but half of your day is <laughs> it's over in the middle of afternoon there
0: yeah maybe that's a a, it's kind of a perfect segue to talk about the first one of the first big challenges I guess you could say in you know living this kind of lifestyle is you have to coordinate basically anytime you want to talk to your family which is something that you don't really think about until you're actually doing it or talk to your friends and you know on our on my last episode I spoke to to Dylan and Sean, and Dylan had mentioned that he had played in Australia for a season, and that was really, really hard. Because, and I, and you know, too, from when I was in Australia just for those ten days. Oh yeah, Australia was like just—it's basically a completely new day. It, it was so confusing to try and map out when we'd be able to talk and line up, line up something. Now here, it's about. Six hours and now five hours now that daylight savings time has happened. So, not only do you have to think about, okay, when I wake up in the morning here in Denmark, the first like six hours of my day, I can't really, you know, I can't really just call (laughs) because everyone's going to be asleep back at home. And I don't want to be that guy that's waking everybody up at three in the morning. (laughs) But also, once your day starts, then you know, you or other people who i want to speak to are at work or they're at school and they can't talk until then at night. And then it gets to a point where the best time for you to talk might be five or 6 p.m. But that's almost midnight for me. So then it's like, well, I'm trying to go to sleep. So I guess give us some insight on that from your perspective of navigating the, the different time zones.
1: Yeah, that that is true. I mean, so oftentimes, You just, you don't necessarily think of it. You just go to send a text or go to make a call and then you have to kind of stop yourself and, and, and count out the hours or, or look at the clock again to see, you know, what time it really is for you to see whether or not that's possible. And I know, you know, for the most part, at least now we, we kind of have a, a system down where we try to, to talk as, as soon as we can, when I'm done with work so that it's not midnight yet, that maybe it's only 11, (laughs) but I know it's still a challenge because there's usually multiple people that you're trying to squeeze in around that time, just because, you know, we're all, we're all dealing with that. Yeah. But I know there's, it's been funny because there's been some times where, especially when you were in the middle of traveling, where you would send a message and like, Tell me where you landed or or what was happening, and I would be responding back. And then all of a sudden, you'd realize you're like, "Wait, it's it's three in the morning." It's like you, for you, you need to go to sleep. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's funny. Or sometimes I kept texting you about something we were talking about, and then I didn't hear back from you. And then a little while later, it was your morning. You're like, "Sorry, I, I fell asleep," and I realized we were texting and it was like two o'clock in the morning for you. What? yeah, we were just continuing a conversation and I just wasn't thinking of it because it was, it was only maybe seven or eight o'clock here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a hard thing. I think for people in this position to deal with, because, you know, talking to that support system that you have back home, is such an important part of this process. You know, it's, uh, it's pretty much impossible to just come here and not have any sort of support from back home and be able to talk to somebody. And, and so usually those times are some of the most important that you value and you want to make sure that you have the time for, and you don't want to feel like it's rushed and you have to get off the phone with them. But at the same time, like, you do want to value your sleep and make sure that you're getting enough rest. Uh, you know, right. for me, it's okay because I'm training at night. So I can usually sleep in during the morning, but for, I know lots of teams that train during the day or during the morning. So you need to be able to go to sleep and having a phone call with someone until 1am doesn't really, doesn't really bode very well for that.
1: Right. So it's
0: just, it's a, it's a it's a I guess a little bit of a tricky thing to try and maneuver and try and get used to and and yeah, just it takes a lot of adjustment.
1: Yeah, I think one thing that's been nicer now that you've been in Denmark is the fact that you know you do have somewhere where you have good internet connection yeah. so that yes. you are able you know to talk when you want to, because I remember in Germany, the internet wasn't that great. So there would be some times that if we tried to do a call, then we would keep losing connection or it would just keep trying to reconnect. And then like, I mean, it's the, the fact that I'm working from home right now is convenient because we don't have to wait until I can get to internet. So I can be able to, to talk more quickly as soon as work is done than I did before. And, we used to try when you were in Germany, as soon as I would get out of work, I would try to call you on my drive home because I had like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. but your internet connection might not be good. And there was a part of the drive that we dropped every single time. So wow. I would be telling you, I'm like, okay, I'm coming up <laughs> up to wow. that time. And Then I'd have to call back or you used to take a train at like 11 o'clock at night, your time to go into the city, to get internet, to make a call, and then we might be talking and it gets dropped anyway because part of the road for me doesn't work. So it it was a lot just to be able to make a call for you sometimes and, you know, the the steps that you had to take just to get somewhere to get a connection.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was... <laughs> because, so... When I was in Germany, the room that I was living in, for some reason I don't know why. The Wi-Fi was like good enough that you could use the Internet. like I could use my computer, I could stream Netflix, or I could you know use my email or, or whatever, but like 90 percent of the time, I would try and make a phone call, and it just wouldn't work. And I would have to and then just got to the point where I realized if anyone was calling me or I needed to call someone, I needed to go on a walk and find the better spot. So in the beginning, the city center had this public Wi-Fi and it was like better than our Wi-Fi at home. So I was like, okay, you know, the weather is nice. This is kind of perfect. I have free time at night. I'll take the train into the city. I'll, you know, either walk around or sit somewhere and chat and the weather's nice. Then obviously, as it started to get colder, (laughs) get into the winter, that became just less and less of a practical idea to do that every night. So then it was finding, you know, spaces in the in the clubhouse. And so there's basically like two spots where it was it would always work. And it was like downstairs in the locker room part, which occasionally there'd be people in there, you know, working out or juggling soccer ball or something like that. Or right at the bottom of the stairs to where I would go upstairs to where all the rooms were, there was that like equipment closet basically. (laughs) And so there was this, like cabinet that I would sit on top of that usually had decent enough wifi and, and still sometimes the whole thing would just completely cut out or it'd be really slow. And somebody would unplug it and plug it back in. And and like you said, you would drive over the bridge and we would get lost every time. Um, yeah But yeah. And then as it started to get cold as well, and everyone wanted to, to go come inside, that meant, everyone not just people but also little critters so then I'm sitting there on the phone with you (laughs) and then you know I see come around the corner into the into this closet basically you know these humongous rats or mice and then they're kind of like scurrying away underneath or behind the cabinets where I'm at and then I'm freaking out because I think (laughs) that they're gonna jump out and, and be on me so yeah, Germany was. It, it made it made de- coming to Denmark, yeah, easier because we had already gone through such an insane time of trying to stay in contact while in Germany. Yeah. So now that I have, you know, really good internet connection at all times, and and somewhere where I can just call anywhere when I'm in this house, and I don't have to worry about where other people are located and what's free. Uh, it it makes it so much easier.
1: Yeah. And I think too, I mean, obviously now with everything that's happened the past year and everyone's doing Zoom for so many things because of, you know, being separated or isolated for many and various reasons that Mm -hmm. I know when we were, when you were in Germany and we used to talk, especially while I was driving, it was just voice that we were doing. Like we couldn't really do video because if we were, I couldn't really see you because I was driving and you couldn't really see me because it was dark when I was driving anyway, so it was nighttime. Mm -hmm. But I think it does, does make such a big difference to be able to do like video chats too, because it, even though you are so far away, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as far while you're having those conversations and you get to see the person that you're talking to yeah it's just I know it's not the same as an in-person visit and I think we've all come to realize you know the importance of those especially this past year but it does make a difference to be able to not only hear someone's voice but to be able to see them and just feel like you're you're more connected for you know that short period of time each day
0: yeah absolutely like i said it's it it it's kind of those thing those things that you look forward to the most like i you know I've been really lucky now and and this time coming over to Denmark now for the second time coming to europe i I knew there were certain things that I needed to do to make the experience better, and part of that is you know I have a a mini kind of schedule of people that I talk to on a consistent basis. You know, obviously I talk to you every single day and we'll like get more into that as this episode goes. But, you know, I, I call Elena a lot for, you know, for my listeners out there who don't know Elena is my sister and, and well, I call her when she answers her, her dang (laughs) cell phone. I texted her now (laughs) two days ago. and still haven't heard anything. So if she ever listens to this podcast pick up your dang phone girl. But uh,
1: <laughs> it's tough. It is a weekend too. So, you know,
0: <laughs> true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she's at college. She's living Monday right.
0: morning. Maybe she'll clock back in, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I talked to, you know, my cousins and I talked to some people from work and I talked to former coaches and friends and stuff like that. And and usually there's some that I kind of schedule, like right now we have a schedule for, I have schedule for some people where it's like each week, it's going to be this time. And there's some people where I try and put something, because you do have to kind of do that now with the way that my time and everyone else's time works. I have to kind of put it into a schedule. And so I try and do that, you know, with some people like, Hey, let me give you a call at this time. Or they say it to me. So uh, I just want to, I just wanted to talk about that because it's so important. Like I said, I think besides the football part of it, there's so much time that's spent on your own. And even if you're really disciplined and you can keep yourself busy with a lot of different things, you, you just need to talk to people you just need to, and even if it's not you talking about yourself, you need to just have connection with other people and, you know, they'll pick you up when you're down and they'll, you know, they'll celebrate with you when you do something well, or, you know, even just to take your mind off of whatever's going on for a couple minutes. Like it's, it's so, so important.
1: Definitely because i think too just the fact that in in so many respects you are like so far away and you know the reality is you don't like to think about it so much but the reality is it's it's not like you can easily change that quickly you know if you needed to i mean it's basically a, i mean a major undertaking and it especially you know thinking that all the traveling that you did before with Australia to England to germany and and back i mean that that seemed like so much mm-hmm. too, and there was there was a lot involved there, and especially the first time that that you had traveled like that by yourself and and traveled that far and so many different countries and airlines and and things like that I mean it seemed like a lot to navigate, but this year. Everything that was involved and all the, the many changes and rescheduling and tests and, and all that just to get from, from here to there was so much that, you know, even, even when you try to make a plan to come back, it's definitely going to be still that much more challenging than just navigating international flights. So. You know, it's it's something that you probably don't necessarily want to think about (laughs) so much so that it's it's nice when you are able to have the conversations. And like when when we get to see you and talk to you, especially if I'm talking to you from from home, I just feel like you're you're here with me. You're here hanging out for a while. And, you know, it doesn't seem like you're you're that far away that we get to have those those visits and it makes it really nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, you know, I know we kind of talked about it on our first episode that we did, of what it was like me being in Germany. But what is it like now, again, you know, having, having someone like, I guess, you know, put yourself in the shoes of your giving advice to someone like a parent or a fam- someone else who has a family member that well, they say, Oh, I want to become a professional athlete and I'm going to move to, you know, Greece for six months or something like that. And, and then their kid or their brother, or their sister is, is gone and out of the house. Like what kind of advice or what things maybe have you learned in, in kind of going through this process?
1: Goodness. Well I think I don't know, it's so hard when when you first made the decision about, you know, traveling traveling internationally, there was only maybe, I don't know, a month or two time frame before you had, you know, said, Oh, by the way, I'm going to go to Australia and when I'm there I, I might as well go to England. And I mean, like I I remember saying before, I was even looking at the map going, I don't, I didn't think that they were that close to each other. So, I mean, just, just trying to, to, to deal with that was, was a lot for me to think of because I've never done anything like that before. And, you know, as a parent, just trying to do as much research as you can, as far as anything that you need to know about traveling internationally and things that you might need while you're in other countries, whether it's things with your your passport or your visa or, you know, just even being able to plug things in. You need adapters because there's not regular outlets. I mean, there's there's just all kinds of little things like that that are definitely important. But I think it's it's really hard to be able to prepare yourself or to prepare that person for for doing something like that especially if they're going by themselves Mm -hmm. you know I I mean I think obviously it would be different if they were traveling with a family member going with other friends and being able to bring some kind of support system with them so you know you try to have as, as much of a, a realistic conversation as possible to know, you know, talk about the different challenges that it is going to be very difficult to, you know, to be there on your own. And I guess any kind of experience that maybe they can have in preparation for that would be beneficial. I mean if there's like a a shorter trip that they can do to Kind of see what it's like, if that's anything feasible or possible, just to start to get a feel for what that might be like. But just knowing that if, if it is going to be hard, probably for just about anyone, and there are going to be a lot of challenges, it isn't going to be easy. The first thing you might be thinking of is, you know, don't like this, want to <laughs> grab my stuff and And leave. And, you know, you just don't know until you have to try to push through, have to try to do everything that you possibly can to adjust, to fit in, to make yourself as comfortable as possible. It's going to take stepping out of any possible comfort zone that you may have had before that you were used to because you don't have that same circle or that same support in person that you may have where you currently are and just knowing that you know as someone that's there being your support from a distance and and being your cheerleader that it sometimes it's not easy too sometimes there's you know not not much you can say to make things better but just always trying to be there no matter what whatever time whatever the situation is to to be able to be a sounding board be a support try to encourage and just let the person know that no matter what no matter what happens and what they do that you're there for them you support them and you love them and doesn't matter how things turn out and what, you know, direction that you go into from here or while you're there that you're always going to have that support system.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I think that is that uh, what's really important about what you said and which is tough to navigate when you're part of when you are the support system or you're a part of a support system is. Like finding the balance between, you know, because like you said, the tendency is someone's going to go over there, someone's going to go and travel on their own. And the tendency might be at first to kind of push back and say, wow, this is a lot. Uh, This might be too much. And actually, I think I got too far in over my head and I want to, you know, I want to retreat. I want to come back. And so what's important as a support system is knowing the person well enough and finding the balance between is this just like an initial shock of fear where if they are brave and courageous and they push through it, they might actually love the situation that they are in. They might grow to, you know, embrace the new challenge and they might regret it if they just bail the moment that it gets a little bit tough? Or is it, you know, genuinely, they're not as happy doing this as they really thought it was all cracked up to be. And I think you hit the nail on the head that a lot of that just comes down to time, you have to spend time. And time is going to answer all the questions for you. You know, if, if you get somewhere, and then you leave within five days, well, you didn't really give it an honest try and you don't really know what that would have been like. However, if you're there for a month, two months, three months and you're still not enjoying it or you're still not happy in the situation, well, then that's time to reassess and talk about it more honestly and be like, no, I I have given it an honest try. You know, I am here. I've stuck it out through that initial hardship. But it's not, you know, I'm not reaping that same reward on the other side of it. So it's, and why, you know, why I always say I'm appreciative of you as a support system and, you know, and no one can be perfect in it. And I know both of us have had times where we've gotten frustrated in what the other one was saying, but is that, you know, it's not just one or the other, like you do your best to try and find that balance. Right because, you know, I know I'm sure there would be some people in my life who would just be like, Nah, you know, keep grinding, keep grind like keep pushing and, and just go, go, go and sacrifice and work hard and, and all that stuff. And and there there is a lot to be said for that. There is a lot to be said for, you know, putting yourself through a difficult situation to then have it turn into a positive situation. And then I know, you know, you and I even, I think, said this last night that if I were to even hint at something of along the lines of oh, maybe it's time to come home, grandma would be like, yes, <laughs> yesterday, like, <laughs> just get on a plane and, and let's go. So it's, as the support system, I think that's the that's really the line that you have to walk when somebody is kind of going on a a journey like this, it's, it's walking the line between holding them accountable and not letting them just quit. If they feel like quitting, you know, or when the first thing gets hard, like don't let them just throw in the towel. Right. But at the same time, knowing them well enough to, to see when they're struggling and it's just a struggle for struggle's sake, you know, it's not it's it's not it's, it's it's not worth it just keep pounding away at the same thing if they're not enjoying it and that's a right. that's not an easy an easy line to toe.
1: Yeah, and I think we were talking about too just the whole reality of in any given situation, no matter what it is that you're doing, you know, you can always you can always find positives and negatives in it. Hmm. That there's there's probably nothing in your life that you're ever going to do that everything's 100%, you know, rainbows and sunshine, that is everything that you wanted it to be. There's always going to be certain things that maybe you don't like or that you feel like, you know, you want to be better at or have something that is better. So in any given situation, you have to really evaluate all of that. You know, what are the good things you're getting out of it? And do they, you know, outweigh the negative things that maybe you have right now? So it's hard. It's hard to really, to really think about those things because sometimes it is, it is so easy just to look at one thing that's negative and have that be all encompassing and you, you, you know, you, you can't see beyond that to see what good things are there or on the opposite side, it could be something that's good and you like it so much that those other negative things, they're OK. You can you can deal with it. You can manage it or, you know, you can you can make that better. So it is challenging. And I know we've had conversations before. I mean, you know, granted, as a as a parent, sometimes like you just want. You just want your kids to be happy. You know, you'd love for them to be happy all the time, love for that, all their dreams to come true. Don't ever want them to hurt and wish there was some way that you could just, you know, scoop them up and change the situation if they're unhappy and make things all better. But the reality is that you can't, you can't necessarily do that. And it, it hurts to see if you know, someone that you love and your kids are, if they're sad, or they're scared, or they're, they're hurting. It's, it breaks your heart when that happens. And you just want to do anything you could to make it better. And then when they're, they're happy, and they're successful, or they accomplish something, I mean, just the feeling of joy is overwhelming, because, you know, you're just so proud. And, just so happy for them. So oftentimes when we've, you know, had those different conversations about whatever it is, and you might ask me what my perspective is or my opinion. Sometimes when I say something, you know, maybe it's, it's what you're thinking or what maybe you wanted to hear. So you're like, you know, yeah, you're right. That's true. Other times you might get real quiet or you might get a little grouchy with what I've said because either you you don't agree or you really just didn't maybe you kind of knew that's what you you should be thinking or should do but you just you didn't you didn't want that to be the case you were you were hoping to get you know more feedback to to go the easy route versus maybe the more challenging and And not to say, I mean, I'm not always right either. I mean, you, the end result is you make your, your decisions, you know, you need to find your direction. You need to try what you think is best. And then with whatever you do, just always be evaluating where you are, what you've accomplished, what you you know you like out of it, what you don't like out of it, and try to determine what works best for you, where you should continue, which direction that you should go in. And I know a lot of times when we've talked too, my advice has been that you need to, you know, think for your not think for yourself. I know you think for yourself, but just to to really evaluate you know within yourself and what you think is most important and what you like best what you want to accomplish what you would regret if you did or you didn't do and that's hard too because I know sometimes we all just look for that answer like we're hoping someone can can tell us well, this is what you should do and it's like okay great so now you know <laughs> this is what's going to work for me and and you don't know because you you can do all the research and and all the introspective thinking that you can and think this is going to be the best thing for you and then maybe it is but maybe it didn't work out the way you thought and maybe there's something else
0: yeah yeah, I think, I think that we we just as people we just have that a tendency to always. It's funny. It's it's like, you know, everyone has this mantra, uh, or a lot of people have this mantra of like, you know, you want to live with no regrets. You know, you don't want to have any regrets. And I think I have that too. And I talk about a lot in this podcast. That's why, you know, I'm pursuing this dream because I don't want to look back and say, Oh, what if I, you know, what if I had tried to play for a little bit longer? But at the same time, I think everyone also just has a tendency to always think about, you know, Oh, what if I had, what if I had actually done that or what if I hadn't done that? And it's just, it's kind of human nature. And that, maybe that's not necessarily a regret, but you do always think about those types of, of things. You know, what if, what if I had followed that path for a little bit longer? Where would that have led me? And, you know, would I be happier or, or sadder? You know, and so it's, it's, it's just such an interesting concept. I think to, you know, you feel, you feel like you have, this dream whatever it may be and you pursue it so fervently and then what i what i think is important is like you and i have talked about a lot is is becoming more open to other things that that pop up you know what i mean and yeah. and j- just because you have this one dream and this one Goal, it doesn't mean that that dream may morph into something else or it may alter altogether and it may take on a new shape or a new life. And one of my, one of the, my favorite people to kind of follow in this world of soccer and pursuing the dream and, and stuff like that is his name is Joe Funicello. And he is a, he's the owner of a company called Soccer Visa. And he played professionally for a couple of years in Finland and in Iceland, and he has an interesting journey where basically he was playing in the states, and then went to England. Nothing really happened for him. Came back home, was living at home, and was basically, you know, okay, I'm I'm done. I, I don't want to pursue it anymore. Met somebody, took him over to, and I'm I could be getting his story wrong, but came over to Iceland, played, then went on to Finland and then had like by all accounts what many professional athletes would say, you know, had had made it, you know, I was playing top division in Finland, had the the shoe sponsorship, had the had the money, had everything, had a couple of year contract and then just walked away because he was just like I just don't love it anymore. And it's it's a crazy thing to to think about conceptually, because, you know, if you had looked at your self five to seven years prior to that, you probably would have been like, what do you mean? You don't love it anymore. You're just done. But you even think about just any, you know, any person as they grow up through their life, the the thing that you want to be when you're four years old nine times out of 10 doesn't wind up being the thing that you want to be when you're 24 years old or the thing that you actually become, you know, when you're four years old and you're like, I want to be a pastry chef. And then, you know, you get to 20 and you're like, I don't want to spend any time in the kitchen. Like, I think it's, it's the, it's just kind of the way the, the evolution of growing up is, is it changes a lot and for some it doesn't change very much but for some it changes all the time and it's um it's just such a it's such a interesting i guess conundrum of of pursuing something like this it it opens your eyes to so many different so many different things
1: yeah i mean i i think back to when like after you had graduated and you were doing coaching and you were just like starting to get into some, some different places of coaching, obviously on the the ground level and just needing to, to take whatever, whatever opportunities were there and get sent wherever, you know, maybe sometimes being the low man on the totem pole and going to places that, you know, maybe not everyone else wanted to go to, but it was an opportunity <laughs> for you and I remember talking to you a few times about those you're like, "Oh, I don't really wanna have to travel all the way to wherever you had to go for you know whatever it was." But I remember us talking about it too, just saying that you know you never know what other opportunities might arise from that, whether it's People you meet, connections that you make that if you weren't there at that place at that time, you know, you would never know that. And I know it's, it's a mindset that you, you definitely have had more since that time. And, you know, you you came to find out that there were a number of great people that you met and connections That you made, some of which, you know, you still have to this day, Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: has definitely made a, a difference in your life. And even with going to Germany and having challenges being there, in many and various reasons, I mean, there was also so many good things that came out of it and connections you've made, friendships that you've made, that if you hadn't gone there, you, you would never have met those people or had those experiences with, with some of those guys. So, you know, like we said, sometimes it's, sometimes it's hard to find the positive. Sometimes you have to look really, really hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> but usually there can be some things, some good things that, you know, you can find. And if, if you try to focus on those, usually it, it helps to, to get through some of the, the more challenging times or the more difficult things that you're, you're faced with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there, and there's two interesting things that you said that I want to, that, that uh, brought something to my mind is that I think I'm in a, I'm, I've always maybe been in this place. I've gotten better with it, maybe with time, but I've always been let's take a break to talk about support for the in the 11 podcast is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscaped performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle join over 4 million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 11. At manscaped.com. Now, if my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Now, listen, here's the deal, gentlemen. The performance package 4.0 has arrived and it is a game changer. Now I know we got a lot of ballers out here, right? We got a lot of coaches out here. A lot of you I know in your sessions, in your games, you're constantly saying, You gotta take care of the ball, but you're not taking care of your own. It's crazy. It's it's wild. And we gotta change that here. And Manscaped's gonna help you do that. So First off, we've got the lawnmower 4.0 and it is the future of men's below the waist grooming and that is because of their advanced skin safe technology. the lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof it has a 400k LED spotlight so no more going blind in the bathroom, getting hair all over the floor right pop in the shower you've got the light as well easy and you're done on to the next one now, same goes for that weed whacker the manscaped weed whacker for your ear and nose hair trimming necessities. You've got the proprietary skin safe technology, which is going to help reduce with nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate sensitive areas. Now, last but not least, we can't forget about the crop preserver ball deodorant and the crop reviver ball toner. A lot of you guys, I know you've got a routine with your recovery, right? You've got pregame rituals, you've got post-game rituals, a recovery routine that you do after, right? Hop in an ice bath, whatever it is. You have to add your below the waist care to that. you got to take care of your balls, gentlemen. You don't want to be playing 90 minutes and then you come in and you're sweaty and disgusting and you're not taking care of yourself. you got, you got to do it. And Manscaped, like I said, is here to help you in that department. And who knows? Maybe that special someone that's in your life coming to the game, watching you play. You know, you play a good 90 minutes. Maybe you bag a goal. I don't know. You wanna be ready, you wanna be prepared. You don't wanna be in a situation where you are left without Manscaped. Now, just because Manscaped is hooking you up and they wanna take care of you, the Performance Package 4.0 has a couple of goodies thrown in there. They've got the Manscaped boxer briefs and they threw in a little carry-on bag just to travel with all of your Manscaped products, whether you're going for an away game, right? It's a road trip, you're in a plane, whatever. Chuck all your Manscaped products in there. You don't have to think about it. You can forget about it and make sure that you're still taking care of. So it is time, gentlemen, because your balls will thank you. It is time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off with free shipping using the code 11. That's 20% off with free shipping using the code 11, E-L-E-V-E-N at manscaped.com. That is 20 whole percent off of your order. 20% off your order. With free shipping at manscaped.com, use code 11, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. I'm kind of battling the idea of, you know, everything happens for a reason and and kind of on the, on the in the driver's seat of my own destiny. You know, it's kind of like you said, that idea of you never really know you never really know what's going to happen in a situation like I've talked about on this podcast. I've talked about it off air with you that some of the best situations that I've ever kind of come across or stumbled upon or connections I've made haven't been from me, you know, just doing all the work on my own. It's just been kind of a random thing that I didn't even think it was going to turn into a connection, then turned into something amazing or some fantastic opportunity Um, and it's, so like I said, it's still something that I deal with to this day of, of letting go sometimes and not feeling like you have to control every single part of every single single situation that you're in. And sometimes just trusting that whatever happens is meant to happen and not fighting that as much because it, it can kind of, Way it can weigh you down a lot. And, and, and that kind of ties into additionally what I've been thinking about how, you know, like you said in the very beginning, I, I think about my kind of evolution as a, as a player, as a coach, as a person. And when I first wasn't able to play college soccer, I kind of was just in the mindset of, well, I want to play just so that I, I can have the opportunity to coach, you know, because who's going who's gonna to want to coach that didn't even play in college? And then as I then evolved and, and continued to play college soccer, I still had that same goal of coaching. But then the playing started to come more to the forefront. And, and I wanted to pursue that at the highest level that I possibly could. And, but when I first started out and and getting into coaching, I was like, you know, I'll do, I'll just do anything. I'll go anywhere. I just need some opportunity somewhere. And it's the same thing with my playing. I just need some opportunity anywhere. And then I got my foot in the door a little bit with coaching. And then I opened the door a little wider and a little wider and a little wider. And now, you know, like I can right, right off the top of my head and within the last year and a half, I can think of, five coaching jobs that I've been offered from people, you know, trying to kind of pull me away from the playing career and they're saying, Hey, you know, want to come, want to come, Like, which was not the case when I was first coming out of college and kind of goes to show that work that I've put in and, and, and the growth that I've had as a person. And now I, I don't think about my coaching career in the same way that I did, when I first started you know just get my foot in the door somewhere and it's the same thing with playing you know I was I was thinking oh I just I, you know give me any opportunity anywhere I'll, I'll do whatever it takes I'll go wherever just to play and then I made an opportunity for myself and then in Germany and then I've made this opportunity for myself here and You know, you have a tendency sometimes as people to to get somewhere and then forget about everything that led up to it and just think about the next thing and how to build more and how to continue your trajectory upward. And I think, as you've reminded me a lot, I think I need to, to think more about how, you know, 21 or 22 year old me would look at me now and be like, whoa, you did it. And I don't know if I do that enough, and because I I don't know, you know, a lot of times here I'm I'm so focused on what could be next, and right. it's just so it's it's definitely something that I'm I'm working on a lot more in in both of those respects is I think just trying to trying to be a little bit more you know, I don't want to say complacent. I don't want to say like, I don't still want to strive toward goals and dreams, but I guess more content maybe would be.
1: I was going to say like more present.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. More present for sure. That, yeah, that's probably better, a better word than content for it. I think, yeah, just trying to not, and it's so much easier said than done, you know, Oh, of it really is like it's so easy to just say all oh, Everyone that's like, "Oh, you just gotta live in the moment, appreciate the moment." It's like, of course, everyone wants to do that. You know, it's not like we're out here trying to just constantly right. spread about the future. But I think it's human nature, a bit.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it is like we've talked about with so many things. It's always trying to find that balance because you know you you want to have hopes and dreams and goals and things to strive for you don't just want to sit back and think okay this is as good as it's ever going to get i'm never going to try to be better because we always know in in any given situation whatever it is just even us as individuals as people we can always strive to to be better to to do better or things like that but you don't want to Be so focused on what ifs and what could be's and striving for something that's, that's out of reach to miss out on experiences and good things that are happening every day or, you know, each week or whatever the experience that, you know, that you're currently having right now, because there's definitely good things.
0: Yeah.
1: And sometimes. You realize how good certain things were when you're away from them. And then you don't realize you're like, oh, I could have enjoyed it a little bit more. Like now I realize how, how much I liked that now that I don't have it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you want to be able to, to try to appreciate as much as you can while you're experiencing it as well, because there's, there's definitely good things to, to experience on the way.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's like, it, it kind of boils down to what I was talking about with, you know, when, when I was saying how that, that one guy, you know, developed his pro career and then walked away from the game. he always talked about how he's like, you have to be open to, you just have to be open kind of to the world that is around you. And, you know, you can, you can dedicate yourself to something and dedicate yourself to a craft because there's a lot of value in that. There's a lot, a lot of things that chasing a goal will teach you about discipline, about motivation, about hard work and how those things can reap the rewards for you. And even if you don't achieve that goal in the exact sense that you draw it up to be in your head, those, those attributes and those skills that you've acquired in trying to get to that goal are going to then be transferable to whatever else comes up. So, you know, kind of attack your, attack your goals and attack your dreams with the ferocity, but also don't, don't do it with complete blinders on, you know, and and shut out the rest of the world because you may, you know, have those goals and and dreams and along that path, someone may notice that work ethic that you possess or those, those attributes that you've acquired and say, Hey, like, do you want to come and try this? Cause I think all the things that you've fostered for yourself would lend you to being a great, you know, real estate person or a great businessman or whatever the case is. Right. Um, so kind of in that same concept of, Living in the present and trying to find the good in the situations that you're in, it's like also, you know, just be aware of of everything that's going on in your situation and aware of anything that you that may pop up, even if it's unexpected or even if it's not exactly what you had written down in your five year plan. Right. You know, like I think we talked about it in the in the big be- in the first episode ever was it's one of the differences between. Well, not differences, because we're a similar in a lot of ways in this regard of like that, that balance between planning things and not planning things, you know, like. Right. Planning everything down to a T, but also a little bit of flying by the seat of your pants.
1: Yep. And
0: <laughs> I think in some ways I've just based on the past couple of years, I've kind of steered in a direction more of. I'll just go and see what happens. And there's, there's good to that, but there's also, you know, there's also drawbacks to that. There's also, you know, I'm about to get on a plane to Germany and I didn't realize that I needed a different outlet. And then I get to Germany and I don't have, you know, I don't have things to plug in my electronics. I can't call anyone. And then, but I have those things because you're a planner and you told me, Hey, you're going to need these types of things. (laughs) Um, What do you, I guess, what are your, what are your thoughts on the idea of having a plan and, and, you know, writing it down and then taking actionable steps to get there, but also kind of just letting things come and go.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think with anything, like if you're going to try to accomplish whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, I think having some kind of plan is always helpful because I mean, without it, without certain steps to get from point A to point B, chances are, you know, you're not going to be able to get there without, without plan, without direction, without steps to be able to do that but i think it's so important that whatever the plan is that you're making and you know obviously the end goal is to try to always accomplish whatever you set out to do but just knowing that along the way to try to acknowledge and appreciate when you know you've made certain steps towards that because even if you're going from point a to point b there there there's milestones in between there there's other there's other things that you're going to accomplish on the way that are going to get you closer or get you farther up that ladder. So, to appreciate the steps that you make too, don't don't have everything always be just all or nothing. That unless you get all the way to the top of the ladder or all the way to point B that it's a failure because it not it's not necessarily the case. In order to get there, if there was 10 things to accomplish and you accomplished seven of them or eight of them that you hadn't done before i mean that's definitely something too to to think about and to realize how successful you were at each step of the way and knowing that in any journey there there may be a roadblock or there may be a a split in the road or decisions to make that then maybe it's time okay i need to have a new goal and there might be other steps that i need to do so again i know we've we've talked about balance multiple times but i think too it, even with that it's about being able to to find the balance of you want to have something that's a goal something that that has steps that you can kind of know okay this is in order for me to do this I'm going to need to do X, Y, and Z to accomplish that. So you have to figure out, you know, how can I do that? What do I need to do to be able to do that, to be able to accomplish that and to work hard at doing that? Because it's always, it's always a good thing and a good feeling to be able to, to set a goal and to attain it. I mean, it's a positive thing for just about anyone to do. But just knowing and being open to the fact that along this journey, other things may come up. And if they do, I may need to reassess. And that's okay. Yeah. It's always okay to to be able to reassess. And you don't want to just live or die by one goal that you made. Yeah. If the more that you contemplate it, that you realize it's not it's not the best thing for you. And sometimes that's the hardest thing too is something that, you know, you maybe have always wanted and maybe you still really want, but you realize that it isn't going to, to work out or it's not what you thought it was going to be. And it's hard to, to change directions, but you just have to know that I've been successful. I've already accomplished all of these things. And I know that I can, if I put my mind to something, I can accomplish these different goals. So if I have different goals than I did now, I know I can put a plan in and I can work toward those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I think what I, the biggest thing that I've learned along this you know, entire journey is is just really listen to yourself and and kind of take stock often of of what are the things that just make you happy. You know, just really think about consistently where are you the happiest. You know, where do you enjoy spending your time? What are the things that What are the things that make you happy and if it is, you know, if it is just plain and simple, like you're the happiest when you're at the beach and, you know, just relaxing and, and living your life. Like if that's, if that is where the world is peaceful for you and you're content, then listen to that and, and, you know, maybe, and then kind of reroute your life or adapt your priorities to, Give yourself the most time where you can just do the things that, are, that make you happiest. And if that's, you know, you work really hard and you take a month of vacation every year or you, you know, move somewhere that's closer to the water so you can go there every weekend. If, if being the happiest for you is being around your family, like figure out a way for you to become closer to your family, have your family over to your house more whatever it is if it is becoming a professional soccer player if you realize that you are the absolute happiest in the world every time you step on the pitch and all you want to do every single day is try and work harder to become a soccer player and do that for a living then by all means align the things in your life to go and do that i when it all comes down to it you know this podcast is supposed to be about you know i said it last episode i've said it before Yes, it's trying to do something and trying to show a lot of footballers out there what it's like to do this and, and give a story and give a journey and give advice and give tips and all those types of things. But really what I'm trying to do with it is, is tell a story and allow people to use the parameters of this of chasing a dream of becoming a professional soccer player. But for you out there, substitute whatever it is that lights the fire for you. You know, if you want to be an artist or you want to be a musician, like take my story and just kind of substitute what the end goal is or or what that, that dream is. And then kind of backtrack and, and think about some of the things that I've done, some of the choices that I've made and then, okay, what's the equivalent of that in your, in your story? you know, what's the equivalent of you moving to another country to play if you want to become a musician? Maybe it's moving to LA because that's where most of the recording studios are or moving to Nashville because you're a country singer or, you know, starting a YouTube channel because that's how you're going to promote your music. Like, I don't know because that's not, you know, that's not my world and that's not necessarily what I'm passionate about. But I think, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with you lately and what can be what can be why I said you need to check in with yourself often to see what makes you happy is because sometimes that can change and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's exactly like you said it's a scary thing sometimes when it does change because you're like wait a second this was the thing that made me happy beyond all measure (laughs) you know a blink of an eye ago and now it doesn't but and so it is a hard thing to go through. It's a hard thing to realize, but it's like, it's important to do it every so often and think about, you know, in the last week, what made me the happiest in the last month? What made me the happiest in the last year? What made me the happiest? Keep having those check-ins with yourself. Keep doing those things because right. oh, that's going to, what's going to kind of guide you the best.
1: Yeah. And it is something too that you do have to look like over a more broad period of time because sometimes in the moment on a particular day or a particular event, it can be, you know, 100% one way or the other that you think this is absolutely fantastic because good things happen or something bad happened. And then all you can make it be all encompassing and it makes it all bad. And that's, That's not necessarily the case. I mean, trying to have perspective, trying to take a step back. I mean, we all realize sometimes not in the moment, but sometimes bad things happen and it really stinks when they do. And it's okay to to have that impact you, to to feel down, to feel rejected, to feel you know, whatever negative type of motion it is, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it's all encompassing, that it negates all the good things that have occurred prior to that, that it's okay to, to feel that, to experience it, but then, you know, think about it, try to think beyond that, think of the whole big picture and what, you know, what's more important? Are you going to let, This one thing be a setback to you, or are you going to try to learn from it and say, okay, I didn't like the way this happened. What can I do to make that different? Because usually in, in most any situation, it is going to be on you as a person of how you can make it different for yourself because you might not be able to change the The situation or the people you're dealing with or whatever, whatever the case is, but it's going to be how, how you react to it, how, you know, you decide to do things differently moving forward to make it better for yourself. So I think that's just, that's just something that we all have to do on a regular basis. And, and like when you were saying about, you know, advice for other young people that are maybe too thinking about, you know, traveling internationally or wanting to pursue something like that and just go off on their own. I mean, you can, you know, you can try to have those, those talks with someone, you know, how you feel if you're away for holidays or, you know, you're not around your friends and family for your birthday or, or if we go on vacation and, you know, you're not able to be with us, you know, you can, you can have those conceptual type conversations and it might be something that you can think about, but I think too, I mean, unless you experience it, there's no true way to impart that wisdom on anyone. I think it's like even going away to college, you know, I mean, Some people have great, wonderful experiences and stay at the same college. Others, you know, like, you know, for yourself, it required moving to find where you fit best. Mm -hmm. And that, that worked for you. And I mean, you had success. You met great people. You had great relationships, great experiences. Of course, not all of them were great, but in the big picture, I think when you look back at it now, You're probably, you know, glad that you made the choices that you did and realize, you know, if you didn't make those choices, what you would have missed out on. So it's good that you, you know, you did that for yourself and you really took chances and put yourself out there. Even if you had some level of comfort where you were, you still put yourself out there not knowing how things would work out and it might not have been better. But fortunately for you, it was better. And some of that was based on you doing what you needed to do to make it better for yourself yeah. and allow yourself to to make the best of situations.
0: Yeah. An important thing about what you kind of said in the beginning about you know advice to another person trying to do something like this is, first of all, I'll say, if you are even considering it i would almost i would almost encourage someone to just try it if they're even thinking about it because if nothing else it will teach you a lot about yourself like i've learned so much about myself you know how i how i deal with difficult situations how i deal with adversity you know when my back's against the wall how am i going to react in a completely uncomfortable environment so if nothing else, I think it, it 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 makes a person grow a lot. So I'll, I will definitely say that about it. But you're one hundred percent right. Like I know, just in in the guys that I've come across that have that are in this world along with me, they're I don't want to say cold because they're definitely not cold. Like they're great people that you know. Support each other and and love their family, but there's a certain there's just a certain edge, I guess, to them uh, is the best way to describe it. Where it's like, you know, they're so they're so determined and they're so motivated by this goal that which is it it is a beautiful thing. They're so determined and motivated by it that it's like nothing's going to stand in the way, you know of Of yes, they'd love to be there for Thanksgiving or they'd love to be there for Christmas or a birthday or a wedding or whatever, but that's going to take a little piece away from their goal and they can't, and they just can't sacrifice that. And so that's something that like, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to say to someone, a young person that's trying to pursue this, like you have to be ruthless, but I think in a way, in a small way, you do a little bit, you know, because that's a hard thing to do. Like you said to, and you can't, you can't conceptualize it when you're back home and you're, you know, you're sitting down around the table with mom and dad and they say, Oh, what's it going to be like when, you know, you're in Finland yeah. and it's five degrees and it's Thanksgiving and you're in a cold, dark apartment by yourself. And you're like, yeah, well, I love football. I'm, I'm going to do it. It's easy for you to say that then. And then, when you actually are in it and you're living it, then it's a whole different world to experience right. it. And again, I I don't, I don't now in, in doing everything that I've done and learning and growing, I don't think less of either one of that. You know, if someone it, it, on both sides of that coin, if someone's like, yeah, I just, I'm going to chase after the dream. Like doesn't matter. And they can do that. I get that. I understand that. On, this, on the flip side of that now, which maybe I didn't a year ago or even a few months ago, maybe I didn't. But on the flip side of that, I can now understand, you know what? Nah, I can't. <laughs> like that's, that's too hard. I want Thanksgiving. That's more important. Again, it just circles back to what I said before. Like just think about what's going to make you the most happy and try and, right. try and align yourself along that path. Like it's, it doesn't always have to be so black and white, but it it is, it's, it's a, it's a great point that you bring up that you kind of have to have that, you have to have that talker. You know, if you're going to give somebody advice on this, if I were to give somebody advice, I would, I would definitely bring that up. You know, like, are you, are you prepared for that? Are you really, you know, really try and think about it. I, I know it's impossible to do until you're there, but yeah. Try and think about that, and, and you know, is that something that you're okay with? And but I, it, it's funny that you mentioned college too, because it, it popped into my head when you first uh, when you first said it. <laughs> I first went off to college. I I, I remember now that when I very first moved into college, like my first day, I think, Endicott College, was living in a dorm. Nobody, I mean, I think I actually even knew one or two other people that were going to the school. And obviously I kind of knew people through soccer. So it wasn't like a complete and utter, and it was all, you know, it was all people my age, like we're all doing the same thing. So right. it's, a, it's a foreign environment, but it's not like you're moving to Mars. And I remember being dropped off and moved all my stuff into my dorm and I was kind of settled and then you guys left. And then the rest of like for probably the next like two or three hours, I just kind of had that like lump in my throat and I was, and I was, it was like my first real intense fight or flight moment that I had had where I was full on ready to like go to the RAs and be like, this isn't for me. I need to go home get me out of here now. And I somehow managed to push through and then, you know, made it through the rest of the year. And then obviously I adjusted to college and, Granted, I didn't stay at Endicott, but each time I went to college, there was definitely nerves, but it wasn't the same thing of that intense, like fear that way that washed over me. But I just kind of was putting that alongside my brain and thinking, you know, a month and a half, a month and a half ago, I flew across the world, not knowing a single person to live on my own in another country where I don't speak the language. And that's only like six or seven years removed from that kid being dropped off at at Endicott College and thinking he needs to run back home. That's kind of, it's kind of crazy to me. And it kind of, I think brings it back to what both you and I have said as, as people, you need to kind of sometimes check and, and look at look at the growth that you've made, and right. you know you don't have to to pat yourself on the back and say that you're the most amazing person ever, but just at the very least acknowledge it, you know. Yeah, it's
1: true. I mean, especially with you, there's so many things that you you have accomplished. You have put yourself out there. You you've tried. You've succeeded at multiple different. Different things, some things that you never even imagined yourself doing that that you did, and you've learned a lot, met a lot of people, had a lot of great experiences, and will continue to use all of those and whatever you continue to do going forward.
0: One hundred percent. I think that's a a good place for us to to cap it off. I think we've covered a lot of a lot of good stuff today. Uh, before I let you go, I just, I uh, will do our quick, uh, plugs here and whatnot uh, for all of you guys that are listening out there. If you can make sure to, you know, whatever, whatever platform you're listening on, hit that subscribe button or that follow button so that you can be the first to, to hear our episodes every Monday when they come out. Whether you listen on iHeartRadio, like Mom over here, or Spotify or Apple, you know, whatever the case may be. As well, if you can leave a review, that would be awesome. And YouTube as well, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a comment. Let us know what you think about the show as a whole, or this episode, if you want more content like this if you like this kind of change of pace from not just talking about football for an hour, if you know, this is something that's interesting to you, we can try and do some more episodes in in different walks of life and just talk about other topics as well. So in addition to that, you know, we'll still have our content up on Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that in the 11 pod. And then if you want to send us an email in the 11 pod at gmail.com. And then you can also do your tell us about your dream there, or you can fill out the, the form down below to tell us about your dream so we can talk about you guys as the audience and your dream and, and all that type of good stuff. I think that covers it for all the, all the business side of things. I it, it, I guess the other thing I'll just mention quickly is some may have noticed. I don't know if I'm still learning this and, and figuring out how it, it's all working, but the podcast is kind of shifting into a podcast network. My cousin runs uh basically a podcast studio called Ship It Studios and has a number of different movie podcasts and some sports podcasts as well, and is kind of forming this podcast network or conglomerate, I guess you could say. And I'm kind of moving on over with him and and we're doing some really exciting things over there. So I would encourage anyone who is listening to my podcast and also likes movies and entertainment and stuff like that to check out some of his work as well. And as I learn more about how all this partnership and is going to work between us, I will obviously give you guys more insight into that as well. But just wanted to to chuck that out there as well. And yeah, mom, thank you so much for coming on today for our first, for our first repeat guest and
1: you are very welcome.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. And for all you guys out there, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you again soon.